Welcome to All the Wool, a podcast for hand spinners, knitters, and the wool curious. I'm your host, Kim Beegler, and I'm here to share what it's like owning a wool mill, processing wool for a living, raising your own sheep, and being part of a farming community. I'll share tips, tricks, the highs and lows of processing wool for a living, what I've learned from it, what I've learned from other makers, and hopefully things that will inspire you in your making world. So come along and join me as we talk about all the wool. Hi everyone and welcome to All the Wool. I am Kim Beegler and I am actually sitting here at home in Harrisburg, Oregon. And I'm taking a little time off from the mill as we um, recover our dog, Nigel, who had knee surgery this week. But I wanted to share with you the making of December's Fiber Club's wool bats because they turned out so lovely and it was quite a process to get them to where they are now. So um, out the door, I'm hoping there will be a few left. You'll um, just have to kind of check the website and find out or get on my newsletter. If you're not on there, just go to my website. It'll pop up and you can join. Um, if you're new, I talk a lot about wool, a lot about wool and um, knitting, all the things that wool involves. And if you're coming back, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you'll see I have like weird laundry baskets all over because Nigel's not allowed to jump for the next two months onto furniture or anything like that. So, um, but his surgery went well and we're moving forward now that we have figured out the right mitts for him. So let's talk about Fiber Club um, for December. And it was a bat, which I don't make very often for Fiber Club because they take a lot of extra time. I talk about it in the video, so I will let myself talk about it there. But I wanted to show you some Columbia wool and I do show a little bit more of it in the video when it's in the washer but I thought I would compare it and Columbia is a cross it started out cross between Rambouillet sheep which is a fine wool I believe yes Rambouillet is a fine wool and Lincoln which is a long wool uh not as fine for sure but here is the wool and you can see how incredibly dense. I show it against some Romney wool in the videos, but I wanted to show you, I happen to have a lock. I happen to have a lock of Shetland wool and I thought I'd show you, look at, I mean, just like night and day. Now the Shetland is clean and this is dirty. So that's why this is a little bit yellowed, but, um, there's the Columbia and Columbia, if you'll remember probably 10 years ago or so, it was the wool. There was, uh, actually an Oregon farm that supplied all the wool for the, um, Olympic sweaters. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> so anyway, they supplied all the wool and it was Columbia wool for the Olympic sweaters. Um, so you may have heard of Columbia wool. It's, it's kind of a, I'd say, I think I'm sneezing from the wool. Holy cow. Okay. There we go. Just so you can see the difference And Columbia wool, most of the time probably isn't going to be just like straight up next to your skin but it will be great for outerwear sweaters, for hats, for mittens, for all those other places that um, you wanna stay warm. So, okay, let me show you that. And I think we'll just, did I have anything else to talk to you about right now? I don't think so. I think I will um, cut to all the videos and I start at, I didn't get any skirting, but I start at washing and then I have a video kind of each step through the process until we get to the end. And at the end, I'll pop back on and I will show you 
what was the inspiration. Um, I, they are holiday inspired for sure. And um, wrap it up. So let's move on to some videos. Okay, so this is where we start because I already skirted. I forgot to get that part for you, but I wanted to show you I have got Columbia in the washing machine here. And I thought this is a great time to show you. This is also Columbia. It's a little bit different between fleeces, but these were pretty consistent. So here's a good example of some Columbia here. And you can see how dense the, um, the fiber is. Like here's a nice big chunk of it. It's really dense stuff. You can see that's the cut end, how densely, and when I say like it's compacted in. And there is some crimp in there that is actually pretty defined. I don't know if you can see it very well in the video, but um, so those are good. Here's another nice chunk of it. Very dense, dense fibers, blocky, like the top of them is pretty flat. And then here we come over, I had, this is the very last of the Columbia. So I wanted to throw something else in the washing machine. So I grabbed some white Romney to wash. You can really see how different it is. This is actually Romney lamb. You can see how different it is from, you know, as far as blockiness, right? Like the tips are pointed and this isn't so densely compacted. You know, there's a lot more like lock structure to that. Like you can pull a lock out and see those chunks versus We'll put them side by side here so you can see. Let me grab another nice chunk of Romney here. And you can have them side by side so you can really see how different that wool is. You know, I love to show. Not all wools are created the same, right? So anyway, there you go. So I'm gonna wash this and then allow it to dry. Actually, it doesn't need to dry the Columbia because it can go straight into um, the dye pots. I actually soak all the wool before it gets dyed so that it's wet when it goes into the dye pot. So if I take some home wet and go straight to the dye pot, it all works out. Okay, I'm gonna get this started and then onward we will go. Pull you up so you can just see how easy it is for me to do a load of laundry. Sorry, a little bit of bumping, but I've got a container of soap back there and I'm gonna put it on the right cycle. Turn it on, and that's really all there is to it. The soap is back around here. It'll filter through as soon as I start, and um, the cycle will be on. So, there we go. Step two, really. Skirting, step one. Growing the wool, step one. <laughs> okay. Okay, we are here, getting ready to do some last batches of dyeing. So I have got my dye set up. All weighed out, drop it in. I've already got citric acid in my water because I'm dying in the wool. So I really don't, I'm not trying to get super even um, uptake throughout. So by putting the citric acid in first, it just as soon as the dye start, the wool starts going in, it's gonna start taking up because the citric acid helps adhere the dye to the wool. So if I wanted a more even uptake, I would slowly add the citric acid and the dye. 
so that it's just a more even with the wool already in the water. But because I'm dyeing the wool, is my favorite way to dye. Um, we're gonna do it like this. And I've got the wool here and then I just start. You can see this wool still has some dirt to it, but it's all gonna kind of open up and disappear. Well, disappear, meaning it will kind of fall off more in the dyeing process. And I'm just gonna open stuff up. I don't wanna just like drop giant clumps of wool in because then the dye's not gonna be able to get through. So I just wring some out and then start to open it up a bit. Not like perfectly, but just so that, you know, if I dumped this whole clump in, then it's harder for the dye to get through all that. So I'm gonna put a good chunk in. I think this is about eight ounces. Generally, I do about a half of a pound at a time, depending on what pot I have. If I have a bigger pot, I'll dye it more. But because this is the last um, session of dyeing, I don't have a ton of wool left. So I've got a good amount in there. And what I'm gonna do is just give it a nice little flip. And I'll pull it out so you can see. It's not taking up, you know, it's not immediate, but this is a pretty dark dye combination I have going. And I'm excited for you all to see the finished product turned out really, really well. And so far, fiber clubbers are loving it. And some have already even spun it, having just gotten it in the mail. So that's always exciting. And I'm hoping there will be some extra left, but not, not super confident that that's gonna happen because even when I have a lot, it just sometimes when people want to do bigger projects. So I'm going to open this chunk up and then I'm going to give it a good stir again. You can see I'm not like doing a big agitation, but I'm also not terrified. This is Columbia. I mean, it will felt for sure, but it's not like doing a fine wool where I would be, I'd probably dye up a little bit less. So we've got that going. And now what I'm gonna do is just put a cover on it and bring it to temperature. And then you all will be able to see it when it's getting rinsed. That's the next step after. So I'll just bring this up to temp, which is, you know, not boiling for sure, just under. Just under, like if I see a bubble, I'm done. I turn it off. So that's where we're at. And uh, I'll see you when it's time to rinse. All right, you all. So here we are at the picker. And we are just going to pick this out. It, um, this is some of the last stuff that I have got. And you can see it's just kind of different colors. That's going to be loud. 
channel. The picker is just going through and opening up these locks, like so, kind of. There's a set of teeth in there, so when the wool goes through, everything gets opened up, and I pull out things that are funky along the way. Uh, and it does that so that the carter has an easier time carding it, basically. It just opens the locks up, makes them a lot looser, and uh, that's what we're doing now. And I put on just enough so that it will go through the machine without getting like clogged up because it can get caught up on the rollers and uh, it can get caught up in the teeth too. So you just kind of don't want to overload it. Because what can happen is, sorry, I was like, somebody at the door? Uh, what can happen is it'll start breaking if it gets too caught up in things. So that's all we're going to do. And I will show you what it looks like on the other side here in just a sec. Oh, nope, that's stuff I tossed out on purpose. So, go up, you can see it going through there. And we'll come to the other side here. I'll let you see it coming out. It's just nice and fluffy in there as it flies out. All right, guess what? It is time to go to the carter. And there's some fun stuff happening over there. Okay, everybody. So I think I didn't show you the last color. So there's actually three colors and we're making bats. So this gold, I don't think I showed you before because it was a bit of a surprise for you all. Leave the last best surprise to last, right? So. Then we have kind of a semi-lighter magenta and a darker magenta there. And on top of that, you can see I am adding some, this is dyed silken oil, kind of in a goldish color, and a little bit of just like a nylon Stellina there. And I've got to finish adding this other side and just a little bit of Stellina over here. So um i forgot my microphone everybody so i apologize this is kind of me just popping in to finish up a few things and take wish to board today so um i wanted to get this last bat through so you all could see everybody in fiber club it's all been shipped and i'm not i'm hoping there will be left for everybody um there's definitely extra we'll see how it goes so what I'll basically do is I have each chunk weighed out and then I lay it side by side so I've got the yeah the gold the lighter magenta the darker magenta then I put my silk oil and my little sparkle on there and I do that just because I don't want too much it just helps me kind of make sure I'm not overloading with anything because you don't need a much of this um, for it to make a big difference and then I'm weighing out how much per feed of each so that I know about what my bat weighs. And this is why I don't do these a lot for fiber club. I don't do them a lot in general because they do take a lot more time to do bats. Um, and especially if I'm trying to get them essentially about the same weight. So I'm going to go ahead and turn the machine on. And um, actually I think I'll let you, well, 
I'll start it up and I'll let you watch from the other end here in just a sec. And I kind of have to stop every feed because it takes me so much extra time. I can't keep up with the machine as far as getting everything loaded on there. So I basically get a feed through, stop, refeed. Then I'm not rushing so much. So we're gonna go to the other end here because I'm going to have to catch it most likely. Yes, we'll see if it caught. No, didn't catch. So what I mean by that is there are these Velcros here and this is what the fiber attaches to as it's coming off. So what I'm gonna do is go back in and catch what has already come off because it will just fall to the ground if it doesn't have anything anywhere else to go. So I'm gonna pull this out and you'll be able to see, wow, there's a lot on there. So what I can do now is kind of open it up and I'll probably backtrack for a minute. And then this big thing here just keeps the bat from being um, too fluffy basically. And I think what I'm gonna do is attach down here just manually I have another one and I think this will that way I'm not wasting fiber so I'm just attaching it to a velcro that's on the bottom of the drum too and get it going and then we'll get her started again and you can see the bat hopefully you can see let me go in a little bit you can see it coming off in sheets and it just loads up uh, every time the and it's okay for that to be a little messy it cleans up and it can be fun so um it'll just keep loading and loading and loading it'll get more even now that everything's set up there and I will show you how it looks in just a minute okay we're just about at the end of this bat and then it'll be time you can see it coming off there and then it'll be time to take it off the drum and just roll it up so it's ready to go out the door. Exciting. If you're not on the newsletter, get on my newsletter because that's, um, by the time it gets to my newsletter, I think they'll probably sell out. So anywhere on the website. Okay, see you when it's time to take this off. Okay, wasn't that fun? So much steps to get to this end. And let me show you. I have got a bat here because I didn't do a great job. My mind has been on trying to get Fiber Club done and getting Nigel into surgery and getting all the things. So anyway, here we are up close and personal. Ooh, that's perfect light for that, isn't that? Um, and you can see the that that shine in there, the silk noils that um, you can see kind of some of them throughout there. It just turned out really lovely. And some of my fiber, one of my fiber clubbers got it on Friday, Trish, and she had already spun it by the time we zoomed the next day, which was so awesome. So, um, I have, these are some mini bats that Jennifer E, if you are watching, she's one of my Patreon sponsors. And these are some little special treats that are going in the mail to you. So Jennifer, watch your mail because they're going out today. I had to wait to be able to videotape this from home. So, um, I wanted to show you the inspiration. So originally these were going to be, I mean, originally it was probably going to be roving because that's a little bit faster for me to make, but I just really loved the idea of the bats. And originally it was going to be like a pinkish or like a lighter pink, kind of a mid-century pink with a gold. And then one day I was at the mill cruising around and I'm going to show you what I was wearing. 
I looked in the mirror and was like, ding, ding, ding. Cause I worry with pink. Sometimes lots of people don't love pink. Um, I was wearing this top and I was wearing my Wendy's favorite shawl and there was fiber club. So it's just always like when people wonder where Dyer's inspiration comes from, sometimes it's literally by looking in the mirror and realizing, oh wait, that is holiday inspired and something that people maybe will be more excited about than a pink. Some people are going to shy away from pink. So um, that's where I get my inspiration a lot of times, not necessarily from looking in the mirror, but just like when I'm driving down the road or wherever, just things in nature, nature matches things really well. So um, if you're going to start dying, think of those kinds of things for inspiration. Okay, you all, I am going to head out. Mitch is behind me. We're in our little like den of recovery and Mitch is sitting with the dogs um, but he needs to go get some work done. So we're going to trade out. We both are used to moving a little more. So we have to give each other breaks from um, doing so much spinning. But I'm in the middle of a bunch of spins and I'm knitting some stuff. And I should mention before I forget that some of the women at the mill talked about doing a knit along in January. So um, if you want to join in on the knit along, I'm going to try. They don't know yet, but I'm going to message both the women who came up with the idea and see if they want to um, get on camera with me, maybe via Zoom, and talk about the knit along for January. Maybe by next week I could get them on. Um, but if you're interested in doing a knit along, whether you have some hand spun you want to use, I actually am going to use a yarn that is coming. It's in the mail right now that I'll be carrying in the shop. So um, stay tuned. Okay. That's it. This is a quick one. Thank you all so much. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. I hope to be back next week if all is going smoothly. If not, have a fabulous new year. Make sure to make some time to make so many things for yourself too. And uh, stay healthy. Be kind. This is the easiest time of year to be kind to everybody, right? And uh, until next time, make so many pretty things. And don't forget to subscribe. All right. I will see you soon. Thank you.